Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. This phrase occurs a total of three times in today's gospel, an indication that the author wants us to pay close attention to what he's saying. Jesus' use of the past tense for the word receive refers to the hypocrite's present indulgence in outward shows of piety. If one does their justice before men to be seen by them, then the reward is purely self-gratification. In other words, it stops there. Conversion, however, is an ongoing interior development of the mind and heart towards God. Or, to be more concise, it is the growth in conformity to the life of Jesus. That being the case, it is not possible to exercise a genuine faith in Christ without acting as he did, that is, without a concrete asceticism. Both the resolve to practice virtue as well as the corresponding outward actions are necessary for conversion. This might sound obvious to us, but if Jesus' warning against hypocrisy is any indication, the reality is not as simple as we might think. Examining more closely our culture's tendency to separate religion from the rest of life can help shed some light on the challenge that awaits us in practicing a genuine asceticism, as it is laid out in Scripture. Consider the decline in church attendance over the past couple of centuries. This phenomenon has coincided with an increase in the secularization of our culture. As the public sector of religion is pushed into the background, there is an emphasis on the individual's personal convictions. Nowadays, we hear people quoting the popular catchphrase, spiritual but not religious. This philosophy amounts to a disavowal of public worship, which is seen as a hindrance to a genuine relationship with God. In effect, religion is reduced to the level of therapy. If it makes me feel good about myself and the world, eh, then it's okay. Such thinking, though, is contrary to the, to the call of discipleship. This includes things like self-denial, witnessing to the truth even when inconvenient, and an esteem for virtuous living. If we allow the culture to determine the way we think, then it can diminish our integrity and affect the way that we practice our Christian faith even within our own communities. Take, for example, St. Benedict's warning in his rule for monks against maintaining a false peace. The danger he is referring to is when we act civil towards our neighbor, but in our hearts we harbor feelings of hatred and resentment. The result is that we find it difficult to love others, perhaps even ourselves, and that we grow frequently impatient. Just because we have the responsibility to show respect towards one another does not mean that we fulfill this duty by faking it. The point of the commandment to love our neighbor is to transform our hearts so that what we do exteriorly conforms to what we do interiorly, to our inner disposition. A lifelong task, which is by no means easy. That's why spiritual but not religious often becomes an excuse for not going to church because, quote, 
Well, they're all just a bunch of hypocrites anyways. What's the point? Another challenge to an integral asceticism is the inability to pray. Let's say we desire a more intimate relationship with God, but most of the time we go about our day distracting ourselves with work, surfing the internet, and engaging in endless chatter. After a while, we begin to question why it is that we can't sit still for more than a few moments or concentrate on the actions taking place at the liturgy. What this shows is that the influences of our culture are actually harder to detect within ourselves than we might suspect. That's because our modern world continually assails us with ideas that are counter to the gospel. But there is hope. The whole purpose of Lent is to provide us the space in which we can discern all the hidden motives and desires that lead us into sin. However, for this to happen, we must make the effort to apply the tools that the, that the Church gives us without becoming discouraged. Fasting, for instance, may cause me to be angry or anxious if I tend to eat and drink when I find myself in stressful situations. Similarly, Almsgiving may reveal that I have a dependency on material possessions and that I'm vain and desire the attention of others and God. This does not mean that I should give up these practices because I happen to feel pretty nasty afterwards, or conversely, that I should increase the number of penances that I, to, do, to punish myself. The key is a balanced interior disposition and an exterior discipline, in imitation of the life of Christ. Whether or not we feel pious, we resolve to change our sinful behaviors in order to please God. Any other motive is superfluous and misses the mark. What we discover about, about ourselves during these times of self-denial may be unpleasant, but if endured for the love of God, this experience will instill within us a greater humility and reliance on grace, the greatest weapons against hypocrisy. So as we move forward this Lent, let us always keep in mind the exhortation of St. Peter, and I quote, Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more eager to confirm your call and election, for in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for you.